0: Welcome to the second episode of the In-N-Out Basketball Podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Kenny, and this is my partner.
1: I am your co-host, the Travis man, just like the cannabis man.
0: And uh, we have, uh, today we're going to be reacting to the NBA draft, which was on June 21st. Um, we're going to be looking at all the major first round picks from every team uh, and reacting to them. Uh, there were a lot, so we have a pack show. Let's get started. So, first off, we have the Phoenix Suns, and they, of course, took DeAndre Ayton. So, when you saw that the Suns took Ayton, what did you think?
1: I thought that it was a very good pick. He's easily the consensus number one. They, have, they also took uh, Mikael Bridges, who's the NBA player most ready for the draft um, coming into the NBA. And that's a good future to build around with four uh, core players and they're building. And they're not buying. And I think they might make the playoffs uh, even next year and in the coming years. And they might have a chance to compete too.
0: Right. I also felt it was a great pick. Um, you know, he's a perfect fit with Devin Booker. Even though he's not great defensively, Ayton is the complete package offensively. And, you know, he's so dominant. He was the consensus number one pick. Um, and this really could be Kobe Shaq 2.0, where, like you said, Mikal Bridges. Uh, He could turn into being a great role player, uh, a really, really good player on a championship-level team, which is what the Suns in the future hope to be.
1: So what are your thoughts on the second pick, Marvin Bagley III?
0: Right, so Marvin Bagley III, um, he was really the best available player after DeAndre Aiden as of now. He's a good fit with De'Aaron Fox. Um, You know, De'Aaron Fox can't really shoot and such. Uh, Marvin Bagley can fill that hole. Yeah, Marvin Bagley, uh, he's not very good defensively, um, and that's really what the Kings uh, need, but you could tell they're building from the ground up. Uh, You have De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley. Uh, Both players are extremely athletic, uh, and they have a bright future in the making. The only thing I would say is that we've seen the Kings fail various times with great big men, uh, like the most recent one, DeMarcus Cousins. They, he, he was a still a great player, but he was just not a winning player uh, when he played for the Kings, and hopefully Bagley and Fox can change that.
1: Mm, I don't think he was the best available player after DeAndre Ayton. I think that would be Luka Doncic, who, who we will get to later. And I'm not really that high on Bagley. I mean, he has a very high bust potential, and um, like uh, you said, he can't really play um, any defense whatsoever, even in college, so he's going to struggle in the NBA. Uh, more, he's very raw and athletic, and uh, if you're very raw, you need someone like a uh, a really good development organization, and the Kings have uh, not proven to be that. And he's, uh, I mean, he even though he can shoot, he's really not that great of a shooter.
0: Right, he's more of an an athlete, a player. He's very raw. He has all the tools to be a great player, but. You know, only time will tell if he actually reaches that star or superstar status. So next up, we have uh, the Atlanta Hawks. They drafted third, and initially they drafted uh, Luka Doncic, but then they traded him to the Dallas Mavericks for Trey Young, and I think uh, the Atlanta Hawks traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young and a 2019 first-round pick. Um, so essentially, what do you feel about Trey Young? Hawks pick.
1: Well, I mean, he takes a lot of idiotic shots, and I think it's gonna take a while to adjust to the NBA because his game. um, I mean, he's really not that much of an athlete. He can't play defense. He's really not much of a rim finisher, but he's a great distributor, as we say, uh, as we see in the summer league. Um, I mean, he just needs to improve his shot selection. He's shooting terrible in the summer league so far. Uh, but uh, early on, a lot of point guards uh, don't really shoot well, like Jason Kidd, Lonzo, um, and uh, and Westbrook. Uh, like he was, uh, he's not that great of a shooter now, even. But he was even worse back in the beginning. Uh, so as you get later into your NBA career, he you can be a really good shooter. But um, he was already a good shooter in college, so he just needs to improve his shot selection. All
0: right. I hate this pick for the Hawks. I have never been high on Trey Young because he's undersized and his physical profile, he's so skinny and so weak that at the NBA level, defenders will be able to push him off his path when he's attacking the basket. Uh, they'll get their hands on the ball for deflections, they'll disrupt his shot. When he's coming off of screens, like we saw with Grayson Allen, they'll be more physical and so he can't come off as comfortably off of those screens. So I dislike this pick. I think he's going to be a bust. I don't think they should have traded Luka Doncic for him. Uh, the thing about Young, though, he'll be a good shooter. That's all I think he has going for him, so I don't like this pick.
1: I Pops. mean, that's what people said about Steph Curry, right? Like he, was, um, he was really skinny when he came into the league, and he was a great shooter at the time. But um, all you need to do is basically develop. And um, I think the Atlanta Hawks, they have a really good development organization. Yeah. And uh, only time will tell, of course. Yep. It's too early to make predictions. In on the
0: summer league, uh, the he, I think when he, not in the Utah summer league, in the Las Vegas summer league, he had a game where he had like 21 points and 11 assists. But then in the Utah summer league games, he played a horrible shot, like one of 11 from three. So I feel like his career is going to be filled up with a lot of inconsistencies. There will be days when he just lights out and can't miss and everything is going for him. And there will be days when nothing goes his way, the refs are are not calling the game close, and he just doesn't have it that night.
1: Well, even in that 21 points and 11 assists game, he shot terrible oh. there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just needs to um, focus on his shot uh, selection
0: more. Right. And before we continue, I just want to put it out there that Summer League is a very poor indicator of where a player is going to end up because we've seen players like Lonzo Ball do incredible in Summer League and as of, as of right now, of course, not have the NBA career that Summer League projected them to have. Uh, and then we've had players who, you know, haven't been great in Summer League who went on to have sensational NBA careers. So... We'll see if Trey Young is in that lot. Yeah. So next up, uh, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. And with the fourth pick, they took uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. So what do you feel about this pick for
1: Memphis? I mean, he doesn't really have a high start potential, but he feels a need. And um, the Memphis Grizzlies want to compete. Uh, they don't really want to rebuild. So with Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol, I feel like that could be a really good uh, trio and um, he's also a great shooter and defender uh, which fits perfectly well next to Marcus. he's very lanky, uh, he's very tall and he when he bulks up he can uh, be a good post presence as well.
0: Right uh, I, I wasn't very high on this pick. I think it's a good solid pick. Um, very low risk player because with high upside uh, because you kind of know what he's going to turn into he's going to be a great defender physically he will be dominant uh, he won't have he won't be able to break you down off the dribble or take post move or make sensational post moves um, but he can shoot the ball very well um, and I feel like that's what he's going to turn into uh in the nBA um, a really really good player for a really, really good team. I I feel like that's his that's his uh that's where he's gonna
1: be. Yeah. Alright, so what do you feel about the Mavericks trading um Trey Young and a future first for Luka Doncic? Uh I, I like
0: this trade for the Mavericks. Um I didn't like Trey Young as I said, uh with Atlanta. Uh I didn't think I don't think he's gonna he was going to do very well. Uh, I think Doncic is a great pick for the Mavericks because short term, uh, you know that he's going to be a really really good player, and long term even, you have I believe he will be a star or a superstar. Um, you know, he can get it going in transition. He understands the ball screens uh, extremely well. He is a really good team defender, uh, and he can shoot the basketball. Um, he does struggle with ball pressure, and he's not. Uh, exactly a shot creator. Um, He needs another guy next to him to create a shot, and maybe that's what Dennis Smith Jr. can be. Um, So what do you feel about Doncic?
1: He's the best player in this draft. That was an excellent trait for the Dallas Mavericks, um, especially now that they got DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr. rising on the come-up. They could be a really scary team moving forward. And um, he does pretty much everything well. He's a great shooter, distributor, and rim finisher. He is a good shot creator, and he also played against NBA level uh, players in the EuroLeague, uh, so he already knows the pressures of uh, the NBA, and those teammates really uh, guided him well, uh, as he told uh, himself, so yeah, I think he's gonna be a really great player. Mm-hmm.
0: So next up, we have Mo Bamba uh, coming out of Texas University. Uh, He was drafted sixth overall by the Orlando Magic. Uh, What do you feel about this pick, Mo Bamba?
1: Um, He's either boom or he's bust because, I mean, he doesn't really have an offensive game. Uh, He needs to work on that. But he's a great defender. And uh, I believe he had the highest wingspan in NBA history at the Combine. so, um, yeah, he can really uh, be a great defender, even a perimeter defender. And um, uh, I believe that he needs to work on his shot. I mean, even though he shot a decent percentage, he uh, didn't really take that many threes. And um, I don't think that it's going to be that easy to uh, create in the NBA
0: Right. I like this pick for the Magic because... Uh, Obviously, defensively, Bamba is a defensive stud. He will be great for the magic on the defensive end. And generally, he's an athletic guy who can do a lot of things for you on a really, really good team. He does need to learn how to shoot, and he needs to develop an offensive game to become more lethal, but as of now, I feel like uh, where he's going to end up is a DeAndre Jordan type player, a slightly better than DeAndre uh, Jordan type player because Bamba can shoot a little bit better than DeAndre can. Um, But yeah, I feel like this is a good pick for the
1: Magic. So next we have Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. Um, And uh, what are your thoughts about the Chicago Bulls selecting him?
0: Well, I love Wendell Carter Jr. I love this pick for the Bulls. I think he will be the best player from this draft because he can just do everything so well. He can shoot. Uh, he's athletic. He uh, he's a big six uh, ten. Um, he can play out of the post. He's a great passer. Uh, he can run in transition. Uh, he has incredible intangibles. Um, he isn't very explosive, and uh, he's not as confident uh, as some of the other players in the draft. But that confidence, as he continues to get better and better, uh, will develop, and I feel like he will be the best player in this draft. And He has a really, really good chance to be uh, one of the all-time greats, and I think he'll be the best player in the world for a good chunk of his career. Okay. Hmm. Um,
1: Very uh, high expectations there. Um, Well, he's a great shot blocker. Uh, As you said, he can do a little bit of everything. He's a great team defender, and uh, the Summer League is really proving this. He had um, five blocks and uh, two blocks the other day. And um, I don't think he has that much uh, of a star potential. It's a low-risk pick because, I mean, he doesn't really have that many negatives or that many positives. Uh, So I think it'll be a good fit next to Larry Markinen though, who I think will be the star player in Chicago.
0: So next up, uh, the Cavaliers, they chose Colin Sexton out of Alabama. They did not trade this pick for Campbell Walker. Uh, like we predicted, they would. Like we both predicted, they would. Um, of course, LeBron did leave for the Lakers, so now they have Colin Sexton to build around. What do you feel? How do you feel Colin Sexton will impact this Cavaliers team?
1: Um, I think he can be a very good scorer. Um, I think I see a little bit of Russell Westbrook in him, but he obviously won't try to play like him because um, I don't think he's that um, type of. Like, you have to run the system through him. Uh, he's a very explosive player, a good athlete, and um, I think it's a good piece for the Cavs to build around, uh, like Kyrie for when the, uh, what, for when LeBron left the first time. Uh, so yeah. I right,
0: think. right. Um, he is extremely confident. We know that. Um, he is also extremely athletic, and because of that. He is uh, incredible at just getting to the basket and finishing. Um, he can he can hit shots off the dribble. Uh, he he has the scoring mentality, um, but he still needs to get a little bit be- uh, better in terms of skill. Um, he is not a very large, uh, a, a very big six foot two. He's not a big guard, um, and he's a bit slow on uh, his takeoffs when he's jumping. Uh, and at the NBA level, that could really affect his finishing. But I think in the end, he will end up, like you said, being a Russell Westbrook type player. And I'm very low on Russell Westbrook. I don't think he's that great. Um, but obviously, he is a he was an All Star. He did average a triple double. So I think Colin Sexton will be just a notch below Russell Westbrook.
1: Now moving on to Kevin Knox, the New York Knicks, as we know, um, booed him. Um, And we see Kevin Knox is already hungry to prove them wrong. So how do you feel that he's going to fare in the NBA? Uh,
0: I love this pick for the Knicks because Kevin Knox can score the ball at will, basically. He's a great shooter, and he's long and athletic enough to take people off the dribble. Um, And, you know, uh, like I said, he is athletic. Like we saw in Summer League, there was a play, uh, I forget against which team, where uh, it was a two-on-one fast break. And the defender didn't stunt at Kevin Knox, he was handling the ball. And then Knox took off from, I think, the first or the second hash um, at the key, and he just finished it with a a powerful dunk. Uh, So he is extremely athletic. And um, like I said, he can score the ball very well. He's a great shooter. So I feel like he'll be a terrific third option on a championship-level team. But he will fit best with another playmaking guard. Obviously, you have Porzingis in there who's likely the player of the future for the Knicks. But if you have Kevin Knox and, I don't know, Kyrie Irving has expressed interest in coming to the Knicks in 2019, I think that could be a very, very lethal team.
1: I think uh, that he reminds me a little bit of Paul George because of his ability to take you off the dribble, and he's very athletic, as we saw in the Summer League. And uh, I think that he's a very good fit next to Porzingis. I mean, he uh, can... Pretty, he can shoot the ball pretty well, and um, I overall he just fits well next to Porzingis. Mm-hmm. What so, about uh, what do you feel about um, the 76ers trading their hometown guy, Mikel Bridges, for Zion Smith?
0: Uh, I don't like this trade for the Sixers um, because I feel like Bridges will end up being a really, really good, uh, a really, really good player. Uh, on a championship-level team, uh, I think Zaire Smith will still be a—he's still a good pick. I think he'll be a good starter on a good team. Um, he has a high basketball IQ. He's athletic and he can make plays, um, but he's a very limited offensive player. He can't really shoot. Um, he's undersized and he lacks uh, experience in a major way. So he needs time to develop on the offensive end, especially. But I feel like he'll be kind of a Marcus Smart type player, a hustle player, a glue guy who does a lot of the little things for your team that just helps you win.
1: I think it was an okay pick. I mean, I feel like they should have kept Mikael Bridges. But um, if uh, Zyra Smith can develop because he's really wrong, and as we've seen in the, for uh, Philadelphia, they've been able to develop their players pretty well. Um, so I think if that happens, uh, he could be a pretty good player, um, a bench player, but he can be a, a pretty good player. And he's a pretty good team defender, actually, and um, he's very athletic, so he has that going for him. Um, so I feel that if he can uh, produce uh, off the bench then and uh, do a lot of the little things, as you said, he can be a pretty good role player. So um, for the 11th pick in the draft, the Charlotte Hornets took Shy Gilgis Alexander but then traded him to the Clippers for Miles Bridges. So how do you feel about that trade for uh, Michael Jordan and the Hornets?
0: Um, I like I like Miles Bridges out of um, Michigan State. I like him more than I like uh, Gilgis Alexander. I feel like this is an okay pick. Um, Bridges will be a solid bench player on a good team. Uh, he has the tools to be a uh, a great defender, um, and he physically is above average. Uh, is above average. He's a big six six. Uh, he can also shoot, but um, he might struggle to take on that heavy scoring scoring duty that the Hornets, if they do get rid of Kemba Walker, that they might need. So uh, we'll see how how he fits.
1: Well, he's very athletic, so. That's uh, a really good plus. Uh, He could shoot the ball at the college level. Don't know about the NBA level. Um, I feel like he could have the tools to be a good defender, like you said. Um, And uh, I don't know about his fit on the Hornets. I mean, um, they don't really have a lot of talent, (laughs) per se. And he's not really a star-filled potential guy. Um, So I don't know uh, how he will fit on the Hornets. The Los Angeles Clippers, they drafted uh, Miles Bridges, but then traded him for uh, Shai gilgeous Alexander, the six foot six guard with a seven foot wingspan. So uh, how do you think that he'll fare on the Clippers and what is his fit?
0: Uh, I think he'll be a really good player on a great team. Uh, he can do a lot of different things well and he's extremely athletic. Uh, like he has elite size and length for a guard. He's 6'6", 180. That's big for a guard. Um, Defensively, he's very quick side-to-side, so I think he'll be a great defender there. He can also uh, orchestrate ball screens and run uh, run the ball screen well. Um, He splits the screen very well. Uh, His timing and his pace as a passer is uh, sensational, and he can also finish around the rim. Um, He's a good standstill spot-up shooter, uh, but he's not explosive and physical. Uh, he's more of a crafty point guard, and um, he, he has a slow jumper that's very easy to contest. So I feel like he'll be a Sean Livingston-type player who can shoot three a little bit better. Um, you know, Sean Livingston is critical to the Warriors uh, with his bench play, but I think Gilgius Alexander... Will be a really good starter on a good team, a championship level team. So that's where I think Gilgis Alexander rates.
1: Yeah, he's a six uh, foot six, right? And a uh, seven foot wingspan. So he could be a really good defender one day. He has the tools to be a good defender, at least, uh, because of his wingspan. Uh, he can uh, finish really well on the drives. And he has excellent court vision as well. And uh, in college, we saw him. Uh, be a pickpocket and uh... take the ball away um, away from his man um, he's a disruptive on ball defender and uh... as you said, he's really crafty and has a lot of moves in his uh, arsenal and um, he has a really low volume from three but uh... he has a solid form and he's a great free throw shooter uh... and he's an active off ball defender unlike uh... Russell Westbrook um, and he can stop on a dime in traffic uh, and he has really good basketball <laughs> IQ um, but he's pretty skinny uh, 180 for a 6 foot 6 point guard um, he doesn't really take that many threes even though he's okay uh, from that uh, spot um, and he doesn't really have a uh, uh, great uh, great shot selection He's. Uh, more of a pull-up and step-back shooter, which he doesn't really do well. And uh, he doesn't really defend the pick-and-roll that well, and he turns the ball over a lot. So I feel like he could be a solid starter because of his ability to see the floor and uh, his athleticism and, of course, his defense, but he needs to work on his shot.
0: Right. So that's Gilchius Alexander out of Kentucky.
1: So, now we have Jerome Robinson uh, from Boston College, and um, he's a six foot six shooting guard. And um, what do you think he will be next to Shai Gilgeous-Alexander? I feel like
0: uh, he will end up being a good pick um, for the Clippers. Uh, he, he's a 6'5, 188-pound shooting guard out of Boston College, and he, so that's a nice size for a combo guard. And he was very productive and efficient in his junior season. He averaged 21 a game on 61% true shooting percentage, which is a 10% increase from his sophomore season, a big jump. Um, he's very versatile, and he can operate on and off the ball. He's a great shooter, and his shooting technique is off the chart, uh, but his, uh, his uh, trajectory on a shot is a little bit flat, but he can still nonetheless shoot on the move uh, as he shot 41% from three uh, in college. And uh, off of pin downs, he's great, and he can create space with the step backs, and if you need him to play point guard, he can do that as well, as he played point guard as a freshman, so he has experience there. The only problems are that he's not uh, long and physical and explosive uh, relative to NBA players, and he is not a great finisher at the rim because of that, because of his lower level athleticism, he can't finish at the rim against length. and, his, and defensively he's a bit limited because he's not tough both mentally and physically. Uh, and he's not very long and, and athletic to, to guard high level players.
1: Gia, yeah, um, I feel like he could be a, like a Jamal Crawford or Danny Green, like a secondary playmaker. He is a good playmaker, but he's um, utilized more as a secondary playmaker. So if he lets uh, shy Gil just do that job, then he can be effective as well. He's very crafty, he knows how to create off the dribble. He shot 44% off the dribble and 43% on jump shots. He can uh, really shoot it. He has a 41% um, percentage from three and 83% from the line, so he's a good shooter all around. Um, His release is a bit flat, uh, like you said, but um, he has the ability to change that. He can play off the ball, obviously. Um, That's where he's best utilized. Um, but he is not the athlete, so um, that's why I say more of, his, uh, more of a Danny Green type player. Um, so, yeah.
0: Right. I also feel like he would be more of a Jamal Crawford type player. A guy who can come off the bench, get buckets for you, but he'll be uh, a liability on the defensive end. So next up, the Denver Nuggets, uh, they drafted Michael Porter Jr. with the 14th pick. Um, which you know, many NBA scouts were projecting him to go seven to ten in that range, but because of the injury, it uh, severed his draft stock and he dropped to the Denver Nuggets at fourteen. So, how do you feel uh, about this pick, Michael Carter Jr. for the Nuggets?
1: It's uh, a eight pick because he has a very high star potential. He does have the injury concern, yes, but it's not a really high risk pick because. The Nuggets were really close to being in the playoffs already, and they already have a ton of talent. So, And it's only the 14th pick anyway, so it's not like it would be a failure. And um, like he, he's a really good shooter, obviously. His offensive game is off the charts. I see him as like a Kevin Durant player. Not that uh, sense, but he has all the tools to be a superstar-level player. And uh, what about you?
0: Right, I feel like this is a terrific pick for the Nuggets, this is an A-plus pick, because Porter Jr. is a high-risk, high-potential player. In any other situation, he would be high-risk, high-potential. But for Denver, he's a low-risk, high-potential, because even if Porter Jr. doesn't hold up, the Nuggets won't have trouble, because they're so young, and they're in a win-now state, with, you know, Jokic, Millsap, uh, Gary Harris... Uh, Wilson Chandler, players like that, they're in a, a win-now state. Um, and even if Porter Jr. does work out, like you said, I think he'll be a Kevin Durant player, not to Kevin Durant's level, of course, but that even a poor man's Kevin Durant is a sensational player. Um, you know, he can just do everything so well, so I think this is a terrific pick for the Nuggets. Moving on to the
1: Milwaukee Bucks, they selected Dante DiVincenzo out of, uh, Villanova? Um, So, I think this is a terrific pick. Uh, He won't really be that much of a star-level player. He's a good role player in the NBA, Um, and he's a terrific role player at CMB because he can do everything. He's a great shooter, defender, and he's a very good plush player, as you saw in college. And the fact that he's a great shooter uh, fits well playing next to the Greek freak uh, because when the Greek freak... uh, Goes on the drive, um, he can just uh, kick it out, sort of like a LeBron. And um, what do you think about this pick? Right,
0: I like this pick for the uh, for the Bucks. Um, I feel like Di Vincenzo, because he can do a lot of things, not very well, but he can do them good enough to be a really good to be a good player on a team. Uh, I feel like he'll he'll especially fit well playing off of a star player like Giannis who. Take so much of the attention from the defenses and can just kick it out to the open shooters. And Divincenzo can knock down those shots. He's also athletic and uh, he's he's not the best ball handler, um, but because of his athleticism, he can still you know finish around the rim. Defensively, uh, he he's good defensively um, and you know he's a hustle player, so he can do a lot of those things that just help your team win. It's
1: a that I feel. The San Antonio Spurs. If Kawhi Leonard leaves, this is a great pick for them. Lonnie Walker. He's a good steal in the draft. I am. Um, I didn't really expect him to fall that far down. Um, I thought he would go near the top ten, um, but he fell um, to the San Antonio Spurs at eighteen, and um, he's really um, he has a he's really good athletically. Uh, has a lot of athleticism, obviously. Um, and uh, I feel like he could be a, a future star, especially if he develops under Greg Popovich.
0: Right, I, I agree 100% with everything you said. Uh, I feel like this is a great pick for the Spurs, whether or not Kawhi Leonard is there. Um, he's a very raw prospect. Uh, you know, he's athletic. He He's not a great offensive player right now, but... Uh, in the future, he has the potential to be a great offensive player. And um, he's a really good defender as well. And because of that, along with uh, how fast players develop under Coach Popovich and uh, his, his, uh, his mentorship, I feel like Lonnie Walker, uh, if he continues to develop, and I think he will, will be a, one of the best players in the league. Moving on to the 27th pick in uh, the draft we had the Boston Celtics, and they took uh, Robert Williams at Texas A&M. He is a 6'10", power forward, uh, 237 pounds, uh, so he's a big, strong power forward at Texas A&M. So what did you feel when the Celtics took Robert Williams?
1: Um, I don't really see him uh, being that effective because he doesn't really have that passion for the game. He already missed... Uh, his flight for the summer league and he overslept the conference call for the Celtics he is a good defender which would fit well but if you don't have that passion for the game, uh, that hustle um, like we see in Brad Stevens' system um, I don't think he's going to be that effective
0: Right, so athletically he is great Um, he's a big strong 6'10 he's a big strong power forward Uh, he's very explosive as well Uh, so that'll help with catching lobs, blocking shots, being a utility big. Um, And then he's also a good passer, Uh, but then he has, along with that, he has a lot of potential as a shooter, Um, but like you said, he just doesn't seem to have very much passion for the game, and so all of those things, he might not be able to keep them at the level that it's at or even improve it. So I feel like this is a good pick. Maybe Danny Ainge will be able to um kind of get the right mentality along with the winning mentality with all those great players there. Kyrie, Hayward, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Smart, Rogier, Morris, all of those players, uh, along with Brad Stevens. He'll be able to get the winning mentality into Robert Williams and he'll be a good player for them.
1: And that's it. Uh, we hope you share this video, uh, with other people that you may know and, uh, we'll see you next time.